The heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech, night after night they reveal knowledge. That was Psalm 19, verses 1 and 2 from the NIV version of the Bible. And um, So of course this part of the presentation, this podcast, is um, going to consist of me reading to you First off, uh, from the most important book that in, in the world, and the best-selling one, the Bible, and how it talks about stars in many, many places. And that was just one of them, and I wanted to open with that one because I think it's just such a great opening, because a lot of people know that part, that verse, and uh, it's also just very true. I mean, stars are one of the most beautiful things out there for us to see in nature and some of the most mysterious things and they are they've told us they've told us so much about our universe um and they are they are a testament to god's glory and and all that jazz as i would say i guess uh not that i'm i'm not here but you know i'm saying it now so yeah i'm gonna be uh well if my future self from now present for you wouldn't mind uh or past for later when i'm listening to this i guess <sighs> or remembering anyway if i wouldn't mind that that's what i'm getting to if i wouldn't mind giving out the verses to everybody i want everybody to open their bibles and i'm going to have you guys read some verses talking about the stars because they're very cool and i think they're the literature that we should actually know they're the things we should actually remember and take away from this presentation. And thus concludes that. So do that, me, alright? Do that, Jerome. Hate this me. Now that you've all finished reading all that, uh, <laughs> now that my compadre, Jerome, has finished a lot of that, hey, that's me, um, I would like to continue on to the myths and legend reading section of this podcast. Uh, I just want to say, if you fall asleep, I'm going to find you and I'm going to slap you, um, or I'm going to splash water on you, so... It's your decision if you're going to fall asleep, but just know the consequences. Now, continuing on, my compadre, Jerome, hey, that's me, is going to take over from here. Well, let's give him a hand and, you know, listen carefully, not fall asleep. For your own sakes. folks strap in because the first story that i'm going to be reading to you i mean the first myth is going to be ursa major and ursa minor um i'm going to begin with it with this because their actual constellations are also known as the big dipper and the little dipper and you 
The reason I do this first is because when you are out looking at the stars, you want to find the Little Dipper first. Or you can find the Big Dipper, and then you can find the Little Dipper next to it. And the Little Dipper has the North Star, so always start with that. And that is why I'm starting with this story. So, beginning. Ursa Major is one of the oldest known constellations and has more named stars in it than any other constellation. It has been known by many names, but the form of the bear has become the most common, even though it's quite difficult to see this image in the stars. In Greek mythology, Zeus has many human girlfriends, but his favorite was the beautiful nymph Callisto. His secret visits to Earth to meet with her only added to Hera's jealousy and determination to get revenge against these women. One day, as Zeus was walking through the forest with Callisto, he saw his wife Hera coming. Unable to hide Callisto in time, he turned her into a large brown bear. That's like our nickname for Mr. Blake. Brown bear. Uh, when Hera arrived, she saw only Zeus walking by himself through the forest. She looked around, searching for someone with Zeus, but saw only an old brown bear. She did not trust Zeus and insisted that he return to Mount Olympus. Zeus did not want to go because he wanted to change his girlfriend Callisto back into her human form before leaving, but Hera insisted, so Zeus went with Hera, leaving Callisto as a large brown bear. Unknown to Zeus, Arcus, Callisto's son, who was a great hunter, was out in the woods hunting that day. As chance would have it, he saw this great big brown bear. He put an arrow to his bow, took careful aim, and shot that bear through the heart. Right before his startled eyes, Arcus watched the bear as it died, changed back into the form of his mother Callisto with an arrow through her heart. Arcus began to cry loudly for his mother and what he had done to her. When he realized that it was Zeus that had changed her into the bear, he grew even angrier. Zeus, fearing that Hera might hear the cries, went down to earth to try to appease Arcus. In order to hide what he had done, Zeus changed Callisto back into a bear and placed her form as a constellation into the northern sky as the Big Dipper. He then changed Arcus into the smaller bear, the Little Dipper. As Arcus was being placed into the sky, he turned to look at his mother Callisto, now the Big Dipper. That is why the Little Dipper is curved toward the Big Dipper, so that Arcus can watch over his mother Callisto for all eternity. Now I know you're all probably feeling a little tired now, but we're halfway there. So, next I'm going to be reading about Andromeda. This isn't really a famous constellation, but the story itself is pretty famous, and uh, they even made a movie about uh, one of the characters. So, Andromeda, also known as the Chained Lady. Cassiopeia, Andromeda's mother, boasted that she was the most beautiful woman in the world, even more beautiful than the gods. Poseidon, the brother of Zeus and the god of the seas, took great offense at this statement, for he had created the most beautiful beings ever in the form of his sea nymphs. In his anger, he created a great sea monster, Cetus, pictured as a whale, to ravage the seas and sea coast. 
Since Cassiopeia would not recant her claim of beauty, it was decreed that she must sacrifice her only daughter, the beautiful Andromeda, to this sea monster. So Andromeda was chained to a large rock projecting out into the sea, and was left there to await the arrival of the great sea monster Cetus. As Cetus approached Andromeda, Perseus arrived, some say on the winged sandals given to him by Hermes. He had just killed the Gorgon Medusa and was carrying her severed head in a special bag. When Perseus saw the beautiful maiden in distress, like a true champion he went to her aid. Facing the terrible sea monster, he drew the head of Medusa from the bag and held it so that the sea monster would see it. Immediately, the sea monster turned to stone. Perseus then freed the beautiful Andromeda and, claiming her as his bride, took her home with him and as his queen to rule. And this is one of those few stories that actually turns out with a good ending, a happy ending, so uh, savor that, uh, I guess. Yep, as me. So now, following up on our favorite character, Hera. We have another story that is um, kind of, you know, it has her involved, and she's the quote-unquote antagonist, the villain. It's Cancer the Crab, guys. It's Cancer the Crab. Give me a, give me some applause. Just not loud, just brief, too. Uh, hopefully Miss Reese is fine with that. I hope it wasn't too loud. I hope you better not annoy her. All right, beginning. According to Greek mythology, Hercules, Zeus's son, was given twelve labors by Hera, Zeus's wife, which would each test his strength and courage. Hera hoped these twelve labors would prove to Zeus that Hercules was unworthy of his love. The second of these twelve labors was to kill the Lernian Hydra, which had a long neck, uh, long snake or dragon-like body, and nine heads. If anyone succeeded in cutting off one of its heads, it would grow another one in its place. In order to make sure that Hercules failed at this task, Hera was very jealous of Zeus's love for Hercules. Hera sent a large crab to grab Hercules by the heel and distract him while he was fighting the Hydra. During the fight with the Hydra, Hercules, who took his nephew Aeolus along, would cut off one of the Hydra's heads, and Aeolus would sear that neck with a torch so that no new head could grow back. Fearing that Hercules might indeed defeat the Hydra, Hera sent in the crab to grab Hercules' foot. However, as the crab grabbed his foot, Hercules stomped down with his other foot and crushed the crab. He then cut the final head off the Hydra, and Aeolus seared it, thus defeating the Hydra and Hera. To honor Hercules' great victory and remind Hera of her failure, Zeus placed the constellation of Cancer the Crab in the sky. My favorite SpongeBob character. Hey, that's me. We are on to the final and fourth 
myth or story, and perhaps the most famous one, besides the Little Dippers. I mean, you know, it's the most famous constellation. This one, that's what I meant. I think the Perseus one was the most famous story, but this is the most famous constellation, or the grandest one. And the one that's out right now. It's Orion, guys, the Great Hunter. Also my favorite SpongeBob character and anime protagonist. Alright, so, with his great skill as a hunter, Orion provided meat each day for the gods' meals. One day, Artemis, Diana, the moon goddess and goddess of the hunt, asked if she could accompany Orion on his daily hunt. He readily agreed. Um, the next day, as they were hunting in the woods, they saw a deer. Orion carefully fitted an arrow to his bow and shot. So sure was the shot that the deer died instantly, which pleased Artemis greatly. At dinner that evening, Artemis told everyone, even Zeus, of Orion's great ability with the bow. All of the praise extremely pleased Orion, who vowed to impress Artemis even more the next day. Arising at dawn, Orion proceeded again to the forest where he shot every animal he found. He then made a large pile of these animals near the door to Artemis' house. Then, knocking on her door, he asked her to come outside and see the great surprise he had for her. Upon seeing the great pile of dead animals, Artemis was horrified. For you see, Artemis was also the protector of the animals, and punished those who killed more than they could eat. In her anger, she stomped her foot on the ground, and out of the dust came a great scorpion which stung Orion in the heel, causing him to die in great pain. But in honor of his great service to the gods, Zeus placed his constellation in the sky. And there you have it. That is our favorite man, Orion. Or at least my favorite man, besides the, the crab. But that's not a man, that's a crab. Um, that's our guy, Orion. Uh, he has a belt, but um, can't find his pants. For some reason, I, I don't know. I just can't find his pants. This concludes my podcast. I know I may have started off a little slow in the beginning, but um, as you can tell, as I went on, I kind of got my inflection and all that right. So um, I hope this was a good time of storytelling for all, you all. And um, I hope that uh, the education or, well, this was educational, but it wasn't scientifically educational, I don't think. I hope the more sciencey part of my presentation uh, is, a, you know, is good too. So, uh, hope you enjoyed, and, um, tune in next time, folks. Gather around the campfire the next time. Or, ten, yeah, I should say that again. Tune around and gather around the campfire the next time, folks. That's all, folks. Hey, that's me. Anyway, that's me. Arrivederci. Arrivederci.